the Lux Ops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. And happy holidays from MyBookie.ag. I'm not going to say you should go to your kids' gift card, Visa gift cards after they're asleep on Christmas night and use that money over at MyBookie.ag using promo code LSH and get your 100% deposit bonus and then paying your kid back off after you already got the free money off it. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying if you don't do that, you're a coward this holiday weekend. MyBookie.ag promo code LSH, 100% deposit bonus. And they give away free bets every week. So you can just, you can tell your, you can get your kids in on the action with the world's largest online casino at mybookie.ag, promo code LSH. That's the holiday spirit over here at this level of DGEN. This is DGEN Christmas episode here at at mybookie.ag presents the Lux Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser. I am Scott Bowser and I have a fantastic guest. Um, I'm so glad to have her on. Uh, she's a magician, uh, fucking voice actor, actor. Um, we go back. Uh, so stoked to have her. Everybody, Missy, Missy Lee, Missy, how you doing? Hey, baby, how you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm great. I just got my booster shot. Hey, and are you sick? No, no, I, I feel fine. Uh, I, I just feel more more than sick or anything. I feel morally superior to everyone that hasn't gotten a good booster shot yet. Good for you, because you know what you are. <laughs> you're doing I, your part to keep other people from dying yeah it's like i got the first you make sure you wear your shit in public and you're not spewing it all over everybody yeah. then you are morally superior and let the rabble die and for the most part i stick to myself in my living room where i watch sports and gamble and do this show and uh i mean in my you job a, but you know I, you got a pretty good thing going on there it sounds like yeah vegas rules and i gotta say i'm in here I just well, I just did a year anniversary of this show like six, seven weeks ago, I guess. Congratulations. And man. this is like episode 93, I think. So we're getting close to episode what? 100, which I have a yeah. big episode 100 special coming up. And I'm keeping it a surprise. because I don't know. I hope it falls through exactly like I want. But if I get the two guests that I'm trying to nail for it. This is going to be a really fun wild ride. So uh, That's awesome. Congratulations I, in advance because I got a feeling that it's going to be fine. I think it'll work out just perfect because yeah. uh, you know, I, I know people. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Um, but no, like, uh, no, I love living out here because it's cheap. Uh, it's now that there's legal weed here. See, I used to work out here in my early 20s and it was like a fe- class A felony just to have a gram of weed on you. Come so on. It was, it was like, come on. But now that it's completely legal and I work in the cannabis industry out here, I love it. I I, I, I go to, I have a golf club membership. I, uh, I, what the uh, hell do you do with a golf club membership? You just ride around and look at people out on the green. You don't actually go. Do you actually golf? Yeah. No, I'm a golfer. Yeah. Are you good at it? Uh, okay. I, I used to play uh, like just fucking around with my friends a lot, like my like like in yeah. high school and then like in my twenties and stuff. And then I used to go to Los Feliz Nine there, like the one in Swingers. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to that one, like just like me and my bar buddies from LA would like we're comics. We would just go and fuck around in the afternoon sometimes. Yeah. And I never really took the game that serious, but like during pandemic here a few months ago, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy. like." There's just nothing but golf clubs out here that are like super. So like the, my membership is fifty bucks a month. And it's good for oh, three, wow. three public courses, and I get unlimited range balls, free rounds after 2 p.m., 
like it's a it's a cool little and i get 10 percent off food at the snack at the at the restaurant the other and all three of them have a pretty nice restaurant too so it's holy like, crap what you were just saying a minute ago i just want to make sure we're recording we are yeah right? we are recording now okay cool um you were just saying a minute ago that the food at the bars in in vegas is way superior to the food at bars in yeah, la I mean, I mean because there's a reason why la is known for its food truck culture because bars normally don't have kitchens and serve food. And it makes sense because a lot of these places are like storefronts that were built a long time ago. And someone just turned into a bar. There's no real space to do a kitchen there. But you can do a stock room with a few bottles, have a keg room kind of thing, and, and, mm-hmm. and make it work. Like, But yeah, so but out here, like everything is 24 hours. And they're all gambling yeah. bars, right? Yeah. yeah. And so since they all have video poker machines, if someone gets hungry, they're not coming back to gamble with you. That's right. And so you got to keep feeding people. And so a lot of these places have incredible menus. And one of the bars by me, like the one, like the closest one to me, like right across the street, basically, they actually have like a separate storefront next door where it's the kitchen connects and you have a little takeout window. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it rules because they have really good chicken wings and burgers and fries there. So yeah. I, I never go to that bar really, but I go to that window all the time. Like, That's crazy. You know, what's really interesting is that you were just saying a minute ago that you basically got to keep them on those machines, right? Yeah. Because the minute they get distracted, they might not come back. And it's interesting that you would say that because we did a run at a casino locally and we, I mean, we'll get into questions and stuff later. I know, but I'm just saying, I get what you're saying. What I think is really interesting is the difference between that casino, which was a local casino in kind of the outskirts, it, I wouldn't even consider it. It's like halfway between L.A. and Palm Springs. I don't want to say its name, but they were very nice people there. But they had to do things to keep their clientele interested because they didn't, unlike Vegas, they did not have a constant influx of tourist money. No, it- and so these they're like social security checks are being gambled away and once this lady's bus fare is gone she lives here now she can't yeah. get home yeah you gotta and give them so, just enough perks and stuff to kind yeah. of keep them going and yep. my Where girlfriend and i do a great job of taking advantage of all like the local deals and stuff because like sometimes it's like hey if you bet 20 bucks at slots or video poker on this thursday we'll give you a free gift Mm-hmm. As, you know, like, and they have these, like, and like, sometimes it's like a, like a weird, like, kitchen set. You're like, oh, dude, like, I wasn't expecting that today. Oh my god! <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it, it's. If you go back and listen to the oh, Ryan Kramer episode of this show, uh, it's one of the <laughs> earlier ones from like I don't know, like episode eighteen, nineteen, something like that. My buddy Ryan Kramer has a really funny story of shooting craps and playing blackjack as he's about to fly out, but he kept getting rewards points. So they gave him like an entire kitchen set basically as he was leaving that he had to now buy bags for to carry home. And he was like, well, fuck it. I, it, it it's it's a, like a blender and a toaster. Well, and like no, it's that. like a, it's like a, like, di- like dishware and stuff. Oh, so, so it's like, I was like China. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really funny story. So I take a minute. A buddy of mine is like, he's at the wind casino and I know that's on the strip and you're off the strip, right? Like you do most of your yeah, gambling. I, mean, I live, I live over on the Northwest side. Like, I live like seven, eight mile, nine miles or so from the strip. Okay. I work right around the block from there. So sometimes I, and sometimes I stop there when friends, I only go there when friends are in town. Yeah. yeah. That's what most, that's, I think that's how most Vegas people feel. They're just like, okay, we're going to go to get manicures and we're going here and we're going there. And people are like, don't you want to go see the fish at Mandalay Bay? And they're like, absolutely not. I yeah. want to go do this normal thing. That's not on the strip and just see you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I always tell my friends and, and the ones that do take me up on my outskirts. Cause like I live kind of in the foothills of the mountains uh-huh. for Mount Charleston. 
So it's like I, I live in these really like I live near Red Rock, which is like basically an amazing shopping mall. Slash, and there's a minor league baseball park next door. Like it's so oh cool over there. Yeah, it's like super super cool. I'm like, yeah, wouldn't you rather go there and hang out or? Or the Suncoast, which is next door to the Rampart, and they're right next across the street from the PGA golf course. Yeah. So it's like I'm like, and these places like, okay, uh, I was in, I had a few friends in town, and we were hanging out the Venetian in the sports book for football, and bought a bucket of beers for the guys. Right? It's like six mm-hmm. beers in a bucket, fifty five bucks at the Venetian. My local spot, fifteen. Right. Because they can get it at the Venetian because people are coming there to lose money and they know that everything is quote unquote expensive. But what I started to say about the win is a buddy of mine, um, he's a magician and he he's at the win all the time because they're just constantly comping him rooms and they're like, come stay in this magnificent suite for free. And I'm like, Leo, how much money do you spend there? And he's like, next to nothing. I just use the coupons. So if you know how to work the strip, and then they, you know, like they, you can get a ton of stuff, but if you don't, if you just show up and expect to pay, you will, you know? No, totally. And basically what I've done now is I found like the local casino chain I like the most. And then I go to that, those, their spots, because they have like nine or 10 around town. There you go. And, they're, and they're all kind of different themes. It's like, so different vibes, you know, like what I'm, what yeah. I'm in the mood for kind of thing. Yeah, but totally. Like I've, I basically, I think I've got enough now to have like a $70 steakhouse meal. Uh, at the end of the before the end of the year here. Oh my god! Or I can roll over half those points to next year. I think I'm just gonna roll over the half points to next year and really build it up because I didn't get to build it up for most of the beginning of last year because of COVID. So I'm just gonna like yeah, build it up to like a dinner for four. You know, fuck it. Good for you. <laughs> That's crazy to me. It's just I mean they just give it away. Yeah. If you're giving them money back and you're present and you're in the space, they're just like, hey. Thanks for filling that seat because you're making us look busy and we appreciate it. Bip, 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 bip. Well, and like we were saying about how they don't want, I was saying about they don't want people to get up and go away. Right. Okay, well, now like the new slot machines, they have, okay, they started putting USB ports in on a lot of them so you can plug your phone in because they realized oh. people's phones were dying. Oh. You're going home, right? Somebody's thinking. But now they have just the fucking touch ones. So if you have oh, like yeah. the newer iPhones and stuff like you can just put it as long as you put it on the machine. It's charging your phone while you're sitting there. That's wonderful. It's insidious and wonderful. Yeah, I mean it's kind of yeah. yeah. And you know, I just heard local news. I just heard that MGM's looking at selling perhaps the Mirage. Ooh, and if they do, it? uh, it's Hard Rock's looking at buying it. And if they do, they're going to tear out the oh. volcano. Which, <gasps> at a certain no. point, I think any Vegas like strip project that's over a certain amount of money. And it's been there a certain amount of time where it's like, this is a legit iconic, like, uh, like landmark. Well, it's like the Treasure Island pirate ship. Yeah, you can't just tear that out. Yeah. They did, though, didn't they? And by the way, for everybody listening, uh, Treasure Island offers free parking to everyone all the time. It's one of the only places on the strip now that does free parking. It used to be you could park for free everywhere there. But now they've learned how, like like, MGM will just juice people. I will if I'm going to the strip. I only park at Treasure Island. My friends usually just stay at the, across the street at Venetian, so it's pretty convenient. But even if then, I would rather just park there and then Uber wherever I need to on the strip for like ten bucks, fifteen bucks, than end up paying fifty-seven bucks in parking or whatever there. Like, yeah, for sure, because you're going to end up spending the same amount of money to park at MGM as you are to Uber up and down the strip all night. Now I do work. Right, I do work right by there, right by the strip. So I technically could park my car at work 
Yeah, but how far do you really want to walk? Didn't you say it was like no, seven? No, no, no. But and then I would just Uber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would just yeah. Uber at that point. But see, that's what I do when I go to the when I fly out. Is I park my work has a uh, roof parking garage that's locked, so yeah. I can go and I have the access on the weekends to go ahead and get the key, unlock it, get my car out, and like so. It's pretty nice to have that extra level of security clearance. Like, oh sure, yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of weirdos down there. Yeah, but I mean, and desperados—that's the scariest thing—is when people get super desperate for money, they just forget. Yeah, who they are. that's the thing is you don't want to live too close to even the nicer local spots in the really nice neighborhoods. Because there's always just going to be some guy where oh, I'm going to be lucky here today. They go there, and then they're like, "Oh, you break into a car, take their, mm-hmm. you know, like." And uh, I, I shouldn't say this, but no one knows what kind of car I drive, so I feel it's safe that listen to the show. But I've been leaving my golf clubs in the, my back of the car because I have my membership at three courses now. But I have my windows are so like pitch black tinted. You can't see anything back there. I still feel like you're asking for it. And it's an SUV. Doing the qualifier, but they're unable to be seen. Somebody ain't gonna care. Somebody gonna bust your window and go, "Oh hey, golf clubs." It's a mini SUV. So here's my trick: because I don't wash it, I keep it really dirty. Your car? Yeah. So the people who look at it all dirty and they're like, "Oh, that guy's broke as fuck." I ain't gonna. I ain't even gonna. You know what? I do have that theory. It's interesting because sometimes you get cut off by a Mercedes who like they're they're really nervous about being on the road. And I'm like, if you can't afford to drive, it don't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They, it's like, well, come on, man. You're driving a car that's out of your price range. That's why you're freaking out and being a jerk on the road. That's why you're an asshole. That's so it. <laughs> it makes me tired. Every you know, Mercedes and every BMW driver are the worst. And I, I always, always, I always thought it was because of their yeah. German Nazis. <laughs> yeah, that could be. That could be. I'm not going to tell you they're not. But what? But I always have the, like BMWs are bad. Silver Toyotas in LA don't. And and then I feel like Volkswagens, then Toyotas. Like what kind of Toyotas? It goes what? What kind of Toyotas? Like a Corolla? Yeah. Prius. Okay. Corolla drivers also have a problem, but the, and, and I got no problem in general. And both of the the folks who work with me both drive Priuses and they're wonderful human beings. I don't drive with them on the road. I don't know how they're, you know, but yeah. they're lovely people. So I'm not calling the people themselves, but once they get behind the wheel of that car, I feel like it goes like this Volkswagen, B, uh, Volkswagen, Toyota, BMW, and they move up the line and it's like junior agent. To an agent. How much did you masturbate in the coffin and skull and bones to how <laughs> is how high you got to move up in the CIA? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, it's just like, I feel like the BMW people probably legit have somewhere to be. And then the people underneath that are like, I got to get there. The BMW is going to whoop my ass. You know? <laughs> and so it's just true. like, they're just, you know, but I, when I see somebody in a really expensive car, like, you know, like a Maserati, and, and Maserati people, I feel like they can almost all afford it but mercedes people out here you get a lot of leases <laughs> there's a, it's uh, like a status thing and it's like you don't have the status if you're driving like a twat there is a guy we saw like in like a like a fucking like six hundred thousand dollar maserati driving on the strip like a few months ago when i had friends in town and we were all on an uber together and the the license plate said like m pacino one and we look it oh, up sure. and it's this guy who's like claiming to be like mitchell Pacino, Al's long lost brother, but it's like he—it's like, dude, if you got enough money to have this like six hundred thousand dollar car with a custom license plate, so it's like obviously not like a, a rental, at least, you know? It's like, right? Like you can—it's like, obviously you-, you have a, obviously have something to do with the registration on it. Why pretend to be Al, related to Al Pacino at that point? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> I'm related to the guy that lives a second house off the corner on Parkside. What? What? Why is that on your license? What are you doing? And I'm not saying Al Pacino's nobody, and neither are you. But it's just like you're probably somebody in your own right. Why yeah. are you attaching yourself to this other person's identity? Not that money makes somebody somebody. No, it was Mark Pacino. Yeah, Mark. That's what it was. M A R with it. Mark with a C. Mark. Oh come on, no. <laughs> no. no yeah there's no, only Mark one with the C. C that i know that i like the rest of them yeah no yeah. it's a whole thing like scott I, I i'm a scott with two t's scott's with one t suspect every scott time robinson you know scott robinson i don't know about scott robinson he's <laughs> one of the lampshades with kate flannery do you know him i don't know uh, I, I, but he's one a of my, second city guy. One of my good friends from uh, high school that I played water polo with was Scott Robinson. So that's why I was like, I do know Scott Robinson, but I don't think it's the same one. Sus. Sus. You got Shout one out T. To, no, but Scott was Matt. with two T's, so he's a good guy. M- Matt with one T. Oh, God. Sus. Sus. What, what's going on there? What made, Canada. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, that's what it is. My brother no, now with I love, Brett. I love, now, I've got a mat with one T and I love him. So now with <laughs> Brett, how much I, I move my camera. My mom always said Scots are supposed to have two T's. Brett's are supposed to have one T. So I'm Scott with two T's. My brother is Brett with one T. Okay, she's covering all her bases. But she, no but she named my brother after Brett Maverick from the TV series Maverick. Oh, cool. Yeah. So which, which was also an awesome movie with Mel Gibson and James Gardner. Mm-hmm. And actually, that gets me into something I want to talk about because like they're card players and. <laughs> Yeah, like that segue. <laughs> yeah, I really did. Super organic, Scott. It was uh, real natural. Way to way to do that. Yeah. No, like but it was a surprise to you. Okay, so I have this idea because, like, I'm a big fan of uh, any good movie with a good poker scene, whether it's like yeah. the Steam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rounders. Anytime it comes down to that big card game at the end, or especially yeah. like even the James Bond scenes, where it's like a kind of a throwaway scene in the grand scheme of it. Tombstone when they Tombstone. Were doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. All right, so hear me out on this. World Series of Card Cheats. We get the top card mechanics on the planet all to come play. And I don't know what casino. I don't know if this would be legal in Nevada. You might have to go to, like, Puerto Rico casinos to do it or something. But, like, basically, like, everybody knows everybody's cheating. But everybody gets to deal. And it's like, if you only get, like, a thousand card cheats in a room, which one walks out with the grand prize? I'm here for that. That's really interesting. And it's like, there are no rules. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, I mean, uh, the only rule is you can't, like, mark the cards. Right. You can do anything else. Like, and, like, you'd get, I, I think you would get, like, a lot of, like, like, like honestly, like, like, the back alley, like, South Boston card mechanics. Sure. And then, but then you would get, like, magicians that have practiced card tricks and stuff for years that, that can do it on a whim. And it's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's go, let me go try my hand at this so it's like it would be a combination of like i think it would be everything that vegas represents of like a combination of the weirdest of the underbelly and the weirdest of performers yeah i think it's fascinating and i, I mean you could even do it almost like instead of for money once they get busted they're out and so it becomes a game oh. of simplicity and that would keep it legal right yeah and now so you're an executive producer money. on this <laughs> okay, I'll help you. But you know, like, so if if they're in, but if somebody busts them and they're right, you know, like we're following their technical abilities and yeah, we're going yeah. okay. So he's, you know, you've got like the secret, the the guy whispering underneath, and he's like, okay, he's doing a double lift in this deal, and he's retaining that ace, and 
we'll see if anybody calls him on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if nobody at the table catches him, then he got away with that one. See, yeah, we'll be the announcers on it. Yeah, yeah. You you do like the technical side, and I just do like the bullshitting. Like, well, we're going to need somebody a lot better than me to do the technical side. I'm not going to be able to. (laughs) No, no, no. We'll have them because like this all pre-recorded. We'll have them give a breakdown, and then you you get the cliff notes on that, and then we do it. That, that I will do. See, it's the wonders <laughs> of production. That's beyond my purview. And when people watch it, we'll make it seem like it was all live. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you're pulling back the curtain and they're going to know. I know. You don't ever show them how the sausage is made, right? That's right. <laughs> but no, like, like, I think it would be really cool because like, I, like, I, like, a buddy of mine was telling me a few years ago, he saw a dice mechanic out here. Yeah. And only Ellis Island would, and he talked to me, he's like, dude, you can just predict what you're going to do every time and do it. And he's like, yeah, so Ellis Island will let me play every day up to a thousand bucks, but I have to bet at least like two hundred dollars worth of play, five hundred dollars worth of play back at another game. And, and he's like, I'm basically banned from every other hotel, but it's like he can actually hold the dice correctly and make it land on what he wants every time. That's amazing. And they're not loaded dice, like not he's loaded ju- dice. He's he's doing it straight up on. So that's why they won't like put him in the black book or anything like that. Like they won't like officially ban him but like he's most likely like and like usually like if you're known as like a blackjack card counter uh they'll be like okay you can come play here you can play every game except blackjack oh yeah that makes good sense because they still want your money yeah and like hey we'll give you a room to come stay here and play any game except blackjack kind of thing yeah yeah i that's that's uh, that's actually good business on their behalf but if we catch you at the blackjack table you're never coming in again or also, it's like, hey, go to next door our competitor's blackjack table and come back and blow it at our tables. Right. <laughs> On other stuff. Like, come back and blow it at our restaurants and our entertainment. Really, at that point. like Because, like, you know, it used to be like, I mean, you hear the old-time locals here talk all the time when the mob ran in here. It was so much better because everything was free. They just wanted you to gamble. Oh, wow. Now really? they charge for the drinks, the food, the entertainment, everything. But it used to be like... Yeah. No, you could just walk in to go see Sinatra if you were out there gambling. You know, like oh, man. that's amazing. It's it's so cool, right? I mean, like, yeah. that's so crazy to me. I I mean, it's just and it, and it, but again, it does make sense because they want you to hold on to your money and then actively blow it out there. So they're gonna, like you were saying before, we have to meet all your creature comforts to keep you gambling. And not only that, we want you to feel like we gave you something. Yeah, totally. Nowadays, it's like most of these strip places. What you're looking at, like four or five hundred bucks a night on the room. Yeah. On some of these places, like I don't know, just a regular room, you know, like like the Excalibur or whatever, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. And then like, and then like, you if you want to go to a nice restaurant while you're there, okay, tack on another shit, like you know, tack on another two, three hundred, you know, yeah. bam, like. Whereas like, if you do it right, I'm not saying like. Dude, everybody gets free gourmet steakhouse. Like you say that for like the high rollers, and you, know, you obviously have a price on the menu there. But yeah, yeah, there's a way of doing it where it's like you can make everything very affordable. You don't have to gouge everybody at every angle. That's like the corporate takeover of it versus the mob angle of it. Yeah, the, the, the mob is like honestly willing to give. It's funny. It's like the mob will give back to people more than the uh, like major corporations. Like you know, like. <laughs> Even though the mob will actually kill people over their profits, corporations will slowly bleed someone to death through every bullshit loophole possible. And they 100% will. 
it's like they're cowards. Whereas the mob is like, we're coming to get that, and we're coming to get it right now. You know, my neighborhood that I live in now was built in like the late '80s, early '90s. Uh huh. And so, like, they found like a bunch of, like, when they were building all these like like developments out here, they found like the old holes in the desert where matters were settled. Oh no, they didn't. Yeah, and they just found another. They just found like two or three more, and like they're obviously like older ones, like probably from like the forties, fifties, or something. You know, like the, the old timey mob. Like, but it was like, yeah, like when they build these some of these new places out in the outskirts of town, they're constantly finding these mob graveyards, like. Oh, man. And you know, that's, that, that's where, uh, I mean, because, like, literally, you know where the term 86 comes from? No. It means eight miles out, six feet under. I live, like, eight miles from the strip, like I, like I was telling you earlier. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say that at the next fancy order of cocktail party you go to. Yeah, well, the good news is I don't go to a lot of those. So <laughs> I can just kind of hold on to that knowledge myself. Yeah. People are like, you want to come to my party? I'm like, no, actually, I don't. I like you a heck of a lot, but I am not going to show up to meet your friends. Honestly, it really, it really, unless it's like, uh, I know like, all mutual friends that, yeah, I don't really want to be at a party. I, I don't want to be at a party where I only know the host. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. What are you supposed to do with yourself? Uh, I was thinking of throwing a Super Bowl party out here, but COVID's looking like that's going to get wiped out. Yeah. But I, my girlfriend works for a casino chain, so I, I thought I could get one of the conference rooms and throw a nice, yeah. get a rent a projector, throw a nice little Super Bowl party, have a little potluck like buffet thing. Like, but now, it's not going to happen, huh? Eh, I mean, I mean, I okay, I can really make a push for it now. It's still a few weeks away, but it's like. Do I, do I really want to put that effort when as cases are spiking all this stuff? Like, I don't know. I don't And you know what? Here's my, my thing is like, I, I just got my booster, all that. Mm -hmm. I, I never felt symptoms. I've never had a positive test. I feel pretty safe. I, I feel like I take every precaution. I do everything possible in my life, mm -hmm. but I still don't like going out when like, like during this, like I don't like going to the casino anymore. Cause like I love going to the casino getting a shitty like deli sandwich there and then uh sitting around and betting horses for a while i used to do that with my grandparents growing up that's like one of my favorite fucking things to do like just kill like two three hours have have a horse race lunch you know it's it's fucking awesome like, yeah and some and sometimes i walk out of those horse races at lunches up 60 bucks so hey yeah. look at me you know? yeah. <laughs> like, yes but like the way security has gotten now and this is kind of like a, almost like a philosophical statement I'm about to make, but it's like, yeah, I, I've noticed the way security here and it might not be everywhere. It might just be a Vegas thing, but security is like so uptight about, and it's like, if you're sitting there drinking like coffee or beer or whatever, and the second you take your mask on to take a sip, someone walks over you and tells you, you got to keep your mask on. It's like, you just serve me this beverage. Yeah. One of my, one of my, there, there's an invention to be made of a sippable mask, you know, like where it's got a flap and you can put a straw put a, through it. You're right. You know, and I, I'm not going to be the one who invents that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> I'm not clever enough to make it, but I'm, you know, I guess I should draw it up and patent it supposedly, you know, but, you know, like so many of those masks have um, folds in them, you know, like, why don't you just slip it in and under? And I mean, it could be argued that they don't work, but I, I feel like they would with multi-layered things. You just wiggle your straw in there. Yeah, and yeah. You have to like jimmy it through like. Uh... Yeah. But I feel like there's there's really no reason why that can't be a thing. 
you know, and, and all these, these places that serve drinks and stuff, Scott's going, oh, hey, I might be able to make some money. Go ahead. Just give me a little, give me like five cents on everyone you sell. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, okay, not to compare this to 9-11, but I'm about to compare this to 9-11. Okay, I'm here for it. I'll listen. All right. So when 9-11 happened, remember pre-9-11 travel and how breezy and easy it was? And I, I get it. It was pretty lax. Maybe, but the tightening of the screws and all the, and not just the tightening of the screws after, but like the upgraded like military presence of security at all times. The uh, extra ba- the baggage fees. Remember how they said the baggage fees were going to be temporary, and yep. then all of a sudden we were still paying them twenty years later. People started figuring out how to make money, man. Yep, and I'm I'm afraid that's what's going to happen with this. Where this it's upgraded up your butt security at every place you go to now because of COVID in the aftermath. This is just now a fact of life. Yeah, that certainly could be. And I, I mean, I'm sorry to make this so depressing. <laughs> I don't find it depressing at all. I think it's a matter of fact. We live in a capitalistic society, and I think that that's just it's it's a possibility. Once people figure out how to monetize anything in this country, it just gets monetized. yeah, it just gets fucking ruined. Like that's why, you like uh, I mean, that's why they're trying to like do those like free like the uh, oh like these internet like uh, regulation acts that they're trying to do basically like. They were trying to get that shit. I forget what it's called. Like, it's not free internet, but it's basically like they make it sound like it's like something awesome, right? That's what they always do, like the Patriot Act. Patriot Act means you care about the country. It's like that means that the country's gonna fuck you up the butt, (laughs) and and like torture people for no reason at Guantanamo Bay. Like that's what the Patriot Act means. Like, um, but like, okay, so it's one of the but. I can't even remember. What it, it's okay. It, it it's one of those it's one of those things where they word it so weird, and then when you actually look at it, it's the exact opposite. You're getting fucked over at all costs. And I, I don't know. I'm. It really. Uh, I don't know. So. It's just unfortunate. Like they make it look like it's a privilege, and then all of a sudden you find out it's uh, they're taking one away. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, you know, I totally get it. Yeah, and I feel like the, like like some of these weird regulations of places are just going to be a thing going forward. And like, yeah, should we have extra shields between like retail workers and and like cust- shitty customers? Abs- as a form of retail worker, absolutely. But they need another line of defense. This is these these are things that are good that are coming out of it. And like, yeah. And I also think like a lot of times on like public buses, uh, uh, airplanes. Even outside of COVID, maybe we should all be looking to wear masks going forward on these on these situations. Like this, uh-huh. this this isn't the dumbest idea, you know. Right. Like, right. like we've all been on that. We've all been on a flight with that dude that's just hawking up a lung all over the place. Oh God! Or the person who takes off their shoes. Oh, oh, what the fuck? Why are you doing that to all of us? I, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen that on a San Francisco LAX flight. Oh, come on. You're on the plane for 45 minutes and you can't keep your toes in check. <laughs> yeah. And that's including like gate, like sitting there. <laughs> no. Why? That's disgusting. Horrible. Uh, now that I've, uh, I've, I actually, I did my first Vegas to LA flight a couple, I always just drove it in the past, but uh, yeah. I did my first flight on that in September. And it's one of the funniest flights ever because you have people coming home or going. So it's like for me, it's like 
when I'm leaving Vegas to go to LA, back to where I grew up, uh, I'm there with all the sad sack losers that are just depressed on the way out. But yeah. when I'm on the flight going back home to Vegas, where I live now, it's all these people that are going to get rich this week. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, it's so funny, the difference of the mood on the going from and going to flight. And, you know, I'm just like, I don't care either way. It's like, I'm. Yeah, because yeah, you're just going to work or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm literally going to do like visit somebody or I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. It's rarely a personal visit when I go back to LA anymore. It's usually. Oh, really? What are you doing when you're here? Like business stuff? Well, yeah. Actually, last year I just did. I've only been back like twice. So, yeah, I went for that football game where my buddies at the Gambling Podcast flew me out. We were doing some stuff for that and I had a meeting with them and stuff. But then uh, um, in April, when I went back, I shot a thing for upcoming ESPN 30 for 30 on American Gladiators. So I'm oh my in God. and that should be coming out pretty soon everybody so be on the lookout that should be out in the next like few months so congratulations man yeah it was, it's pretty cool because like american gladiators was one of my favorite shows growing up so i i, I don't know i i'm excited that like my name is now like etched in the lore of it at the end of the day i, I helped get to write the record on it so to speak kind of thing oh that's awesome that's see that's the kind of stuff that i feel like people forget that they can do it's like, man, I loved that thing when I was little. I'm going to put my thumbprint on it, or I'm going to make my own version of that. Yeah. And I think that so many people just forget they actually have the power to create because they're so, and I think, I really do think things are changing and I'm super excited about it. Whereas people are starting to realize that they actually do have a little bit of power and it's not just these 20 people that are controlling everything. Like we can all watch what we want to watch now because everything is streaming. Yeah. And everybody's interests are so it's not like we only have three channels. Now we have a, a thousand and forty. Now you know? I am and hoping by the end of this year to make this show like a live, like I'm looking at the app to make it look pr- like if we were going to be doing this live now on there, it would have like the graphics and all the stuff. Like I, I'm yeah. working on getting that done, but it's like, yeah, these things take time. But like the cool thing is like now it's like I can start with just audio only and then work my way up to that. Like, so if you have this idea, you can, you can start at like ground levels. Like you don't need to wait for anyone to say, no, you need all this to be able to do it. You can do it. You don't just do it because I think that so many people just forget that they can. And I think that so many people are afraid to get started. So they spend so much time getting started to get ready to begin. You know, I I mean, it's like, just do it. Just get it done. So many people that like have told me that how they want to get into stand up. Really? And it's just like, well, if you want to do it, go to an open mic. I'm like, well, I can't do an open mic. I, I, I want to get booked on a good show first. I'm like, that's well, not how that's it not works. How it works. <laughs> you got to like, you good material to bring to them. Otherwise, they're not going to watch you. Yeah. Like you got to like, I mean, I guess nowadays, like in the last few years now, you starting to see like people that became like Vine or TikTok or like Twitter celebrities be able to yeah, get, yeah. if like, yeah, you got 200,000 Twitter followers. You get to do a spot of the improv for your first time. But that always goes horrible for those people. It never goes well. Like, it's like, it's a, I would say stand up is more like being an athlete than people realize. What do you mean? That's interesting. And I, and I don't disagree. I'm just curious as to like, I I think that's an interesting, and I, and I have a feeling you've got a really good point to make. Well, it, it takes a lot of training and discipline. Yeah. You have to be willing to keep doing it. And like, and, but also it's like honing, like the way Michael Jordan honed his jump shot you got to yep. hone your stagecraft. Yeah. 
Like, like there's no way around it. Either you have the actual skill and fundamentals or you don't. Right. <laughs> and, and, and you're going to zhuzh it and you're going to every single show you do, you're going to be able to to fix. If you make a mistake, you're going to be able yep. to make that joke tighter. You're going to eat, you know, like the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas like, I've, I mean, I've seen it plenty of times, like people like, like, especially like the, like people that do the bringer shows where, yeah. you know, you, you bring 30 people out and your first time you crush, but you're never able to get anybody to come out ever again after that. And then you no, do nothing but bomb. And, but yep. they have this false confidence from that first time because they brought a bunch of people. Yep. And it's like, no, like the, the, the best way to do your first time is for, in front of a bunch of strangers that think you're like, like from a different planet. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like the best way to do it. Like, because then you kind of start learning like, well, I, I can't talk to the audience the way I, everybody thinks my friends and even the people at work, you know, I make them laugh, but it's like, well, but you don't, you, they know you, they, they, you can get away with a lot up front with them. Like you, you have to build a brand new relationship with an entire audience. That is so true. It's so true. And how you treat the audience because they're making first impressions yeah. and how you treat them. Some often, you know, com comedians forget they're there to laugh and, and they, you know, like, and sometimes they just comedians egos take over and they just forget who they are. And My what first open mic was so painfully awful. What happened? Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I tried to do a storytelling bit instead uh, of because I was like, this story always kills when I talk to people at parties or at a bar or something. I'm like, oh, th this will work. Instead of just being like, no, I should do 30 jokes because at least at that point, I might get like four or five to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like quick, like I should have done like 30 quick jokes. Like that's what I should have done because I had them ready. And that's what I did my second time. And my second time went much better. Okay. But, okay. But, but the first time I tried to do this story, it was like, it was just going nowhere. I mean, it was just like getting like, like, I mean, just not like dread, like pure silence. <sighs> and I was like, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm recovering from a staph infection. And I pull up my sweatshirt sleeve and I show this huge bandage of where I had this staph infection that was eating away my arm. And like, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's like the worst thing you can do your first time doing stand up. And the fact that I ever tried it again after said something about like my intuition. I don't know. I said something about my character of, I, I don't know when to stop. I don't know. <laughs> well, or that you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. You're like, I'm here to make mistakes because it, nobody told you don't do that. Yeah. I learned a lot from that first time. And then the next time I came back with a bunch of jokes and I got a few laughs. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay. I can, and then like my, you know, like a few months down the road and it was like, I always would write every day. I don't write as much now. I don't really do stand up anymore now, but it's like, right every day and at a certain point like you can do it on the fly but it's like it takes that like discipline to keep going and like that's why i say it's like you got to do your push-ups you got to do even though you don't want to you got to go do your legs that day yep <laughs> you, you just gotta well, do it it does you have to flex that muscle and eventually it becomes like a spring like a slingshot you're just like yeah. well and it's just there. And you're so accustomed to writing those jokes and you're so accustomed to, to making a switch or to, to misrepresenting something or dealing with something disproportionately or all of the things that we do as comedians or performers or artists, or you're so accustomed to making a bird's eye view observation. And it's so spot on that, that it, when you are called to do it on the fly, you're right there. Well, and I'll never forget the moment where I was able to go from being like a dude that open mics and bar shows and like the occasional showcase at a big spot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like where I went from like being able to do well at those and get laughs to absolutely crushing 
every time. And it was my friend Joe Wagner. Uh, he gave me the note. He's like, you need to smile because you're a dark, you have a dark sense of humor. Yeah. And if you're not smiling when you tell these dark jokes, people fucking get kind of creeped out. But if you <laughs> smile, but if you're smiling when you say the most fucked up shit on the planet, it becomes very, very funny. <laughs> That's amazing. What a good friend. And he was right. Like, yeah. <laughs> And next thing you know, I'm doing bits about like discovering nude pictures of my parents as a kid and graphically describing them with a smile on my face, and it makes the bit. Hundred <laughs> like, yeah. like, percent, it does. Instead of people going, "Oh my god," and and like, because the sympathy instinct kicks in, and you're like, "I'm so sorry. Are you okay?" Like, no. And you're like, "I'm into it." <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's this guy? No, but okay. This kind of this is a good segue because it kind of like like lines oh, in. Oh, here we go with the organic segue again. You'd be like, I've been looking at question two for so long. No, but this like, this is actually the first because I just make little notes. So this is actually yeah. my first note. But I play okay. how the notes go. Uh, but like, okay, so like, but it's like the illusion. Like, you don't understand. You're a magician. You get illusions. Comedy is also an illusion. And uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, like, like, like it, I always think of like if you could write comedy, you could also write mysteries. Because the whole point is the twist ending, the punchline. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, you work for that. You work for, to get that flip at the end. You know, to pull the rug out from under the, the, the reader, the audience, whatever. Like, You make a turn, you give them a red herring, and you say, uh-huh, but it's not what you and thought. And that's why, like, magicians and comedians hang out, end up hanging out a lot. And we have a lot in common. And it's like... And we're also the lowest on the entertainment like ladder totem pole. On the totem pole, one hundred percent worst paid. We're, like, we're, we get the most shit. The court gestures or the fuck ups, like the class. But it's like, but it's like I feel like Vegas also has a lot of illusions about uh, it. Like, uh-huh. um, like okay, they like the obvious ones are yeah, there's no clocks anywhere. Or, oh, you, they they make it seem like it's you can't tell what time it is outside when you're in there, kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But really, even more than that, like a lot of these places now, a lot of them are going for more of a nightclub vibe, which I'm not into. Like I'm, I've never well, gone to a clock in the morning. Who the hell was, you like, know? I, I don't like nightclubs. I don't like the the, the dance club vibe. I don't like you know the. I, it, it just if I if I want to dress up nice and go somewhere with people I like, we'll go to a nice steakhouse or like a night. Like, we'll go to a nice restaurant. We'll all have a nice meal. We'll sit around joking, and then then maybe we'll go go to a lounge after or something, you know, like yeah. and keep and keep the fun conversation going. Like you'll curate that evening as opposed, you know, to that's in proportion to your effort. I don't want to go spend a thousand bucks for bottle service at a bunch, like to hear a bunch of shitty house music or something. Like like, I would, like that that's to me sounds like the worst idea on the planet. I would rather put that money in my IRA, but I know, like that makes way more sense to me as that I'm getting like tw- makes us old, Scott. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it also ages me big time. <laughs> my retirement is lacking. I don't have enough for when I go to the home. <laughs> like, I can't sacrifice my benefits for bottle service tonight. Yeah, no, no. I make sure I can afford all those cans of cat food I need to eat. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah, I definitely will be an old man eating cat food one day. Like just uncle, uncle. But you won't 
don't need to eat cat food, you're going to want to eat yeah, cat food. Yeah, it's just like, you're fuck, just... I've done everything else in my life. My taste buds are deadened from being a smoker all those years. Yeah, well, and you're just going to want to see the Czech girl's face as she's going. <laughs> yeah, that's all I get every time. And you're like, uh-huh, yeah, isn't it sorry for me? It's horrible the way they treat them. And then I just go around and give it to, like, homeless people that have pet cats. Mm-hmm. And that's how I make up for it. I just yep. help feed the feral cat population. Yep. But no, like, like, but, like, the illusion of Vegas, like, so, like, these nightclub spots, like, I'll, I'll name them out. Circa, Planet, Hollywood. Like, they have, like, dancers slash dealers now. Do you know this? Like the blackjack no, dealers that do. That makes me tired. So it's like, here's your tits and your cards. It's like really. Well, no, they in between, like they're they're like yeah, they're in the outfits and they're de- dealing, and then in between they rotate and then they go up on the box and they dance for, and then they go back to. And it's, it's like, Why? Why are we doing this? I don't know. Why can't we just like I mean, you know what? There was a quote. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember the book. It was about Shakespeare, and it was about the attitude of women in Shakespearean times. And they were presenting a potential bride to a king. And it said she speaks all these languages. She's trained in medicine. She does this. She does that. And the king smiled and said, but can she spin? Meaning, can she sew? And do, like, all this domestic shit that she's never going to have to do as a queen. No, a person to do that. She's going to be a great ambassador. She's going to be doing this. She's going to be doing that. And the king was just being a jerk. Because she can do all of these things, and yet she's not enough, right? And and that's how it makes me feel. It's like, why can't you just be? Why do you also have to look like a stripper? Why do you also have to get up and move around in go-go boots? Why can't you just be a dang good dealer? Yeah. Why is that not enough? Why can you not just do that one job really well? Why do you have to and also and also? And it makes me it's wonder because like- American thing. Are there, I didn't, cause like, I know all the, like the like service jobs and casinos and hotels here are union. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that can't be like, that's gotta be like a non-union thing. Cause no union would like for dealers would be like, you know what? It's totally cool for you to fucking dance in between this shit. I wonder if, I, I mean, if they were going to go union, it could be Agva, like the variety artists. And so they're hired as a dancer and oh. then deal. So if that's if so skeezy. But it, it sounds like it's not a union gig to me because, yeah. I mean, I, I remember like when you show up for a SAG gig to do voiceover, they don't also throw you into stunts. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. And, and if you are a voiceover person who's doing stunts, you're either going to be paid double or you're working non-union. You know, I mean, it's like it's just two different. It's completely different disciplines. And I think it's it's just so fascinating. They're like, we're going to make all this. We're going to save all this money by having yeah. the. Dealers look like hookers. What? I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and that's just that's like, dude, if I'm sitting there again, like, I, I like to play cards. Like, okay, I like to do it, but since I live here, I can't do it like I would if I was a tourist. Mm-hmm, but occasionally, mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll, I'll, occasionally, I'll get drunk and play blackjack for a night. Like, I, yeah. I treat myself to that like once, like every six months or so, and, sure. and I have a good time with it. But it's like I'm not there to get a boner while playing cards. Oh, I'm there to get the rush of gambling. If I want, if I want to like look at girls dancing, I will. There's places for that. And and the best places in the world for that. Like it's so stupid. Like it's like why why do you have to be all of these things? It probably and I don't know, but it may go back to that thing you were saying about meeting those creature comforts. It's like, you don't have to leave here to see a stripper. You can keep gambling and yeah. just kind of look over there and come back to the table. For I mean, I, I, okay. I, that's a very good point, And I haven't even thought of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another end of the spectrum too. 
where they're trying to make it fucking Disneyland for the families and the oh, kids. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, dude, I'm, it's like, hey, I'm trying to have a cocktail with my friends and and do a little gaming. Why do I have a fucking a diaper bag blocking <laughs> the exit and fucking six kids running around me? Yeah. You know? I know. And, and really, it's illegal for the kids to be in there. You know what? They did the reverse as well. They made Disneyland for the dads. So mom takes the kids. I don't know if you heard about this, but they got busted. There was a prostitution ring where the prostitutes were all dressed like princesses. And so the dads would go have their own Disneyland while the rest of the family was in the park. That is ridiculous. That is insidiously clever is what it is. It's a good racket. You know, it's like, you know, who are you here to see, Elsa? We've got one of those. But it really is like a big illusion where it's like one way or the other. They're all offering the same shit. They're all offering booze. They're all offering gambling. They're all offering the, the, the your slice of the American dream. If you give us enough money, we'll give you a chance to hit the lotto tonight. But, Which is bad math, as you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't want like you know, you should listen to my show and learn how you whittle down the percentage points and and get the best deals possible at every place. I mean, yes. this is like this is what I'm here for. I'm here to guide you through this town. But yeah. like, yeah, it, it's it's so fucking it's so stupid to me. Like, like some it's well, like it's- so they're either leaning like so now it's like every new spot is either leaning into. We want all the fucking families or we want all like the skeevy frat bros and like uh, bad divorce, ba- uh, bad, like three time divorce fucking dudes fucking yeah. out there uh, blowing their fucking alimony payments. Uh, on- well, follow the money, baby. I mean, it's like who, who, you know, like what demographic are we going to try to grab and who's got money now? Because money is kind of spreading itself out quickly. It used to be that, you know, like the moms and dads were the kids, kind of the empty nesters. Well, were really spreading rich. its way all back to the same five dudes at the top of every corporation. <laughs> well, there's that. Yes, yes. But also it's like millennials can't afford houses anymore because everything is so expensive. So who actually has that disposable income? And right now it's shifting to the kids. Because the kids have mom and dad's money, you know, like twenty somethings and stuff. And if you look at the marketing, yeah, like so it's that, either that or like hardcore, like old boom, like you know, like old boomers. Yes, one hundred percent. And so they they have to figure out which end of this spectrum are we going to appeal to. And you know, the most can't. fucked up part is we're Gen Xers and we get blamed for it all. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take it. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> it's like, blame me. That's fine. But fix it. You can say that I'm the reason for the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Just fix it. Uh, yeah, get get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boomers, millennials, all you guys, make the handshake over my head. I don't that's give right. a shit. Make your fist at me while you're solving the problem. Yeah, it's these fuckers down below us. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I just want affordable health care. It was all us. So what are we going to do about it? You know, it's just like, okay, you know, but it's, they've got to pick their demographic and really lean into it in order to stand out. Cause I mean, you know, you know, you run a podcast and you're on episode, you know, in the nineties of, of this podcast, you're screaming into a void unless you figure out who your audience is and make yeah. sure that you're one of the channels that they want to tune into because there's so much content now. So you're like, this is how I'm special. And you just said a couple minutes ago, 
this is what I'm doing here. This is why I do this, to help you with your odds and to talk about this stuff. And, and that makes you very special and it makes what you're doing very specific. And you know who likes to listen to you. You know who your friends are, you know, and I, I use that in quotes because I'm talking about a demographic, but these are your friends because these, A, I'm your friend. We've yeah. known each other for years, but your listeners are also your friends because they're showing up to spend time with you, you know, exactly. every time you do a show. Exactly. So, and like, you know, and I'm trying to like throw something back like, hey, there's a reward for listening. You at least learn a tip of what not. Hey, here's something. Not, hey, don't your your first time doing stand up. Don't go up and show a staph infection wound. Like, <laughs> don't do that. Like it's an easy well, lesson. You do it every time. Every <laughs> yeah, unless that's your stick. Like, like yeah. If that's your gig, you're like, here's my staph infection, and then I lost a kidney. <laughs> and look here. Eyes fake. <laughs> oh, oh. It's just like a personal game of operation. Every I, had a, I oh. was dealing with an eye infection like the last couple of weeks. It barely like fully healed like the last couple of days. And mm-hmm. like there was a point where I was just like, you know, I should just fucking rip this thing out of my head. <laughs> uh, get a glass eye and, and have a whole new dynamic to my life now. I have glass eyes you could borrow. I oh, wow. Have- you're going to go. Yeah. You're going to go grab a glass eye, aren't you? Here, 100%. Here, look at <laughs> oh that is cool the real one oh that's like like yeah that's sammy davis jr and <laughs> oh that is cool yeah you can't really see it but it's got like veins and stuff painted on there and oh i'm into that yeah that's a lot of fun like it's, it's like colombo <laughs> what'd you say it's like colombo yeah all right all right all right so okay um I got a couple of little things I want to do before we, okay. we wrap out. Uh, one is I want to give some DJ Christmas gift ideas. Oh, I love it. So like if you're right. a hardcore degenerate or you have a degenerate in your life. Yeah. Okay. So if you are a degenerate, what I say is you got to give gifts that would surprise people. Yeah. Classy, elegant, elegant, classy. So my advice is like, go, like, Maybe like a, a nice Swiss or Japanese watch. Mm. Okay. Okay. With a donation to <gasps> like a charitable cause charity. for their favorite charity. Yeah. And if you're, you're a hardcore DJ, and I mean, I'm doing this like this is coming out like this is going to come out like tonight. So people are going to get, but if you're, it's like last second, you can't do anything. Well, fuck, you, you can go find a watch like last second because there's going to be jewelers that are open late night. And you, you can, can. And, and you'll be able to get a good deal because they're just going to be trying to get something by the end of the year. Yes. Also, they can go to charitynavigator.com. Ooh. Print up. They can find a legit, like they can put in like, oh, my girlfriend's really into horses and I messed up and I haven't done anything. You know, so you go and you look up horses and they rate the charities. They give them all a star rating based on how good they are. You can take a screenshot of the charity. You can make the donation to the charity and say, I researched the charity. They're vetted. This is what they do. And I donated in your name and it's done and it's their interest. So it's like, oh, he's super into dentistry smiles without borders these you know doctors are going and and fixing cleft palates overseas you know or like any wind place home they rehome race horses like for you as you know like if, if i were Absolutely. buying a christmas gift i'd say you love to watch the ponies and this corporation this great charity because i've worked with wind place home they rehome the horses instead of taking them to the slaughterhouse or putting them down that's amazing Once 
yeah, once they can't run anymore, they find them. They literally, you know, like mom used to lie and say, oh, we took him to the farm, you know, and in fact, they dumped him off at the pound, you know, like, but they, these, this place legit does find homes. You for know, these what? next yeah. month is the 30th anniversary of the first time I went to the track with my grandparents back yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, I want to, okay, for next month, I am going to, everybody who signs up on the MyBookie promo code next month, all that money is going to go to win place home. Oh my God, what a nice thing. I'll send a link to you in your, in your email, Scott. Yeah, That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I will, uh, sacrifice next month's signups. Everybody sign up next. Everybody wait till February to sign up. So I get paid to get no, just, <laughs> just immediately Plastic. be an asshole about it. No, no, yeah, but yeah. totally Plastic. everybody sign up. Cause uh, I am going to do a 30th anniversary of my first trip to the horse track next month and trying to, cause I was there with the 90210 cast that day. It was so much yeah. fun. It was, it was cool. Well, I will tell you, I just did a, a charity. I did two magic shows this year because COVID. Right. And I, and everyone's like, Oh, will you come and do this TV show? I said, no, I will not. Oh, will you come and show up in this auditorium? Absolutely not. You know, I'm like at the Zillow make me move point in my yeah. career where it's like, you gotta, you gotta really pitch something unusual. So it's gotta be artful. It's gotta be exciting, you know, or whatever. And I want to let everybody know, like Misty does great voiceover work. And oh, thank you. she offered to do her this this interview from her voiceover studio where it sounds like she's sitting right next to me, yeah. but she couldn't sit down and hang out. No. And I was no. like, no, no, we'll do it the other way. <laughs> yeah, so so he, he took one for the team on your behalf. And I thank you all. And so do my legs, because I just did not want to stand up anymore. Yeah, yeah. Today. Gen Listen, Xers do not need to be standing up during an also, interview. Also, I feel like having me next to you. You've had me there. It's creepy. Nobody wants to be that close to me anymore because I'm. A, <laughs> but but this this I did a show going back to what we were talking about. I did a show for Win Place Home with Scott Bakula, and it was like a. Um, oh shit! Fucking right? Quantum Leap himself, Sam Dang. Beckett <laughs> opened this show and sang. Yeah, so and and he was it was lovely. But every single person who was there, none of us were paid. We just did it because we really like what Win Place Home is doing. And I didn't come on here to do a commercial for Win Place Home. I just believe in, you know, like every charity I ever worked no, for. No, that's so cool. Because I, I really didn't know they existed. I'm so glad this does. Because, like, I have been a big horse racing fan my whole life. And, like, I always get so bummed out when it's like they have to put these horses. It, it's a bummer. It's It, it's, it it's totally a, is. And it's like, well, they're not making us money anymore. And we don't want to spend any more on them. And so that's the argument. And it's like, these are property. And now this property isn't worth. It's like, you know, like this, this, it's like, it's it's like, you know what it is? It's the tech stock bros coming in and ruining everything. Let's blame them. They They buy everything and they ruin everything. Blame it all on them. Yes. Hey, back when the mafia controlled things, it was much better. Back in my day, the mob would just dump you in the ocean. (laughs) Eight miles out, six feet under. Okay, well, that's a cool gift for if you're a degenerate given out. But if you're a degen, like I am, oh. and you want to get a gift, and you're looking to get a degen gifts, I got a weird one that I would recommend everybody. These little golf pencils. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Because, Why? Why because are we you doing use that? them on the golf course. You use them at the sports book. You use them at the racetrack. you them from churches. Yes. They got them at churches. <laughs> You're right. You can steal them from you can, yeah. Go to Christmas Mass, steal the little pencils, and give them to a DJ in your life. That's well, what. You, no, you don't even have to go to Christmas Mass. I mean, if you're talking to DJs, you know, it's like go into the church and say you're going to pray. Grab some pencils. Oh, I mean, and yeah. Try, you know, but if they go to Christmas Mass, it's like, hey, ma, 
I'm a degenerate, but I went to Christmas Mass, and here's the proof. Well, I think Christmas Mass, too, gives you a good diversion where you can really go to those back rows and just clean them out. 100%. And maybe grab a hymnal while you're at it. Uh, My my brother, they they knew some dudes. uh, My brother had some friends that, like, broke into a church, uh, like— rectory uh-huh. kind of thing and they like ate, like g- they're all drunk and they ate a box of like the communion wafers like they just got, they got hammered ate a box of jesus and bailed. <laughs> like, i always thought that was one of the funniest fucking things somebody sent me something uh they actually did the math and they're like how many communion wafers do you actually have to eat before you've legit eaten a jesus and i'm gonna look it up for you right now because it you know, was okay on that note i saw a tweet <laughs> yesterday about yes. how, how fucked up it is we make gingerbread men live in gingerbread houses. And yeah. I and I haven't like been right yeah. since. Like, yeah. it's, it's a little... Uh, it's a lot, isn't it? It's a situation. It, it is. It is. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I think we've, we did a good job of covering the uh, illusion of Vegas. Because I think people also... Also, the illusion of entertainment industry in general. How many times <laughs> have you been out on a glitzy stage, but oh, backstage there's people puking in garbage cans? <laughs> yeah, it's the worst shit ever. Like this. Yeah. Somebody's going to the bathroom in the corner. He's a hobo passed out. <laughs> like, what are you even doing? Let me tell you about this Jesus. Did you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. The math? He says, the guy says, okay, assuming Jesus is about 5'10, let's say 140 pounds bone dry. If each uh, Jesus. Small guy, calls, but yeah. Yeah, it, yes. Weighs approximately 0.25 grams, as indicated online. You'd have to eat roughly 2,000. 254,011 of them to eat an entire 140-pound full-grown Jesus. But what about the blood? That delicious blood should be accounted for. Most humans are roughly <laughs> How 60. How much wine you got to drink to make up for it, right? That's, here it comes. <laughs> so 60% of 140 pounds is 84 pounds. Taken away from the cracker count would make the new total 101,604 Christ on, Christ on a cracker. Since wine has a higher gravity level, we'll go with 1.5 kilograms per liter. So to drink 84 pounds of blood, you'd need to drink 51 bottles of wine at 750 milliliters a bottle. So you would need 101,604 croutons of Christ, along with roughly 51 bottles of sweet, sweet blood wine to successfully consume one full-grown Jesus. And with that, hold on one second. I want to show you something. So you're going to have to talk to your people because they can't see. Okay, so you're not going to be able to see this, but she's going to grab some um, some child pornography. We all know it. <laughs> you know. Uh, In my foyer. <laughs> yeah, here she comes back. Uh, oh, it's not what I was saying. Um, it, is, ciborium. It, it is. It looks like the Holy Grail. Communion wafers. Yeah, 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 yeah. As our guests leave, I always say, Christ for the road. Oh, that's good. And every single person goes, no, <laughs> I've never. It's, I would say Michael Surix is someone who I know is a friend of ours. He's the only one that was like, yup, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely full on do communion on the way out. I, it's not transubstantiated, so you're just eating these crappy rice wafers, which I buy from nuns. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for the wafer. I'm down for you know. If you give me a shot of wine on the way out, oh, I'm styling at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? Loving it. Yep. I'm not a priest, so it doesn't actually become the body and the blood. No, but no. you can grab it for the road. No, but like, hey, I'm an ordained minister, so technically uh-huh. I can do it for myself. Or yeah, we're you know, like, hey, there's a loophole somewhere in there. Yep. Universal Life Church. 
Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I did. Church of the <laughs> Flying Spaghetti Monster, like whatever, Church of Bob. Yeah, so, uh, but also another good thing to get degenerates, coasters. We go through them quick. Oh, yeah. We're and s- again, free. We're if you go to the, right, you go to the right place, you can seal it. Yeah, I'm giving you a good idea. So we're sitting here. We're, we got our coffee or our beer. Or To me, I usually do coffee most of the day, and then I'll have a couple beers at night when I'm gambling all day. So then it's like one of those things where it's like, all right, well, I got to have that coaster in front of me, keeping the pressure off my coffee table. That's the last <laughs> thing I want to do is put pressure on my coffee table. It holds my life. I put my phone there. I put my wallet there. I put it. That's a good idea because then you're not chunking up the coffee table surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In so. addition to that, if you've got something wet, you don't have to worry about rings and all the rest of that stuff. Absolutely. You, you know, but okay, another one last thing I want to say on the illusion of Vegas is uh, I, I hate it, especially as a football fan, the way people think like you'll you see these conspiracy theories on Monday Night Football or whatever. Uh, Ve- Vegas is rigging this game to make money, and it's like they clearly don't know how odds making and sports books work when they say that because the whole point of it is to get equal action on both sides, so there's no exposure on the casinos end. So they would never rig anything because why do that? Just let it play out when you have equal action on both sides. So, totally. Whole point of it. But I, I really wonder where it's like, I've seen people on Twitter say like, Vegas called that play in to make sure it got overturned on the on that fourth down play or whatever in the fourth quarter. And it's like, so let me. Th- so you're saying like Treasure Island, Caesar's Palace, MGM Grand, and then New York, they all got together around the campfire and they all said, Hey, watching this game, and then they were able to, within 90 seconds of that commercial break, get that call into the referee. It's ridiculous. It's so fucking stupid. And, and, uh, yeah. And also, it's it's predicated on the fact that what is going on here is so important, and these people have nothing else to do, that this one bet, they're all going to get together and collude for you, just to F you out of your money. No, it's, they're going to F you out of your money because the odds are in their favor. It's the ultimate. Nar- <laughs> hey, and I realize conspiracy theorists are usually the ultimate narcissists. That's true. Because, like, okay, if you look at it, like, I've been getting into Titanic conspiracies lately just because they're so funny to read. The people that That's are awesome. like, and, but it's like, anytime there's a huge tragedy and a lot of people die, people have to have conspiracies about it because what it does is it, it questions, like, the fragility of life. You realize yes. anything can happen at any time to anybody and it could all be gone in a second and who I, I should thank myself. But what the narcissist thinks is, well, that can't, could never happen to me. So therefore, this must be fake. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, I, I can see that. And so like the rest of us that are like, oh, like normal people are like, oh, man, I'm, thank God I wasn't in like one of the towers on 9-11. That would have sucked. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like the narcissist, like who was pal- the Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on one of those planes, and he missed his flight. Pounded on the door, saying, "Please let me in! Please let me in!" And they wouldn't. He would have been dead. Yeah. So I mean, it's a whole like, uh, but these Titanic ones are really, really funny. Yeah, what's your favorite? Okay, my favorite one is that John, that uh, J.P. Morgan, who owned the White Star Line, so they make yeah. it seem like he owned the ship. Technically, he did, but it was one of his holding companies, and like. Bruce Ismay, whose family had founded the White Star Line, like, it was basically still his company. It's just, you know, like, there's a corporate overlord. And so, like, I get how corporations work. I've worked in corporate accounting. I get, the like, the relationship there. But a lot of people just immediately think, well, he owned it. You know, that is the, the and so he wanted to eliminate Guggenheim, John Jacob, Benjamin Guggenheim, John Jacob Astor, Isidore Strauss, 
all these elites that were on the ship. Uh, it was his way of eliminating them. And there's two ways of, I've heard that it's just because he hated those guys. And I've also heard they were opposed to the federal reserve bank. Mm. Federal reserve factors into a lot of conspiracy theories. Oh, because nobody understands it. That's it, why. It makes no sense at all. But There's money somewhere, and we can't get to it, so therefore, so there is nonsense. So, Isidore Strauss was the only one of those guys to ever speak publicly on the Federal Reserve Bank before he died on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he liked, he liked the idea of it. So I don't know where they get this conspiracy from. But the funny thing to me about it is like, all right, there's 2,200 people on a ship. There's this many lifeboats. Uh, like He's just like... like the, I, if he wanted to hit these four guys, there's easier ways to kill these four dudes or whatever. Then like, then like maybe, hey, we'll kill twenty. Well, we're gonna potentially kill twenty two hundred people, but like you don't know if they're gonna get on the lifeboat or not. You don't know how that's gonna play out. Like it's so like. But the other one I like is they actually okay. The Olympic was a Titanic sister ship that came out a year before and it got damaged mm-hmm. on its fifth trip. So there's a theory that the Titanic that sank wasn't actually that. It was the Olympic. And they ran it out on purpose for the insurance scam. But here's the thing is the ship cost seven and a half million to make. And the insurance was only for five million. And we, we look at those numbers now and we might be go, oh, that's not that much. Can, you know, like in corporate terms. But like this, this is like a hundred million basically in 1912 terms or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's like Staples Center level of uh, construction there. What you mean? You mean cryptocurrency.com? Oh, yeah. Center. Crypt- crypto.com or crypto.coin <laughs> or whatever it is they just i think that's just, gonna be cool better name yeah. though because it'll be the crypt now that's cool it, uh, hey they're the playing hey lakers lakers playing at the crypt tonight i don't know but the bloods won't be happy <laughs> no you're right they're gonna lose all the bloods they always kept neutral colors with purple and gold now they gotta take a side yes they sure do i think it's all blue but see i i've always actually been a clippers fan mostly and i'm not okay. really a huge nba fan i like how you kind of whispered that but like, you i always rooted for the clippers because i grew up in la but i wasn't a huge nba fan i was more of a college bat. i'm a big ucla fan and so i i always just kind of felt like well the clippers suck so bad it's funny to root for but i kind of hate them now that they got good it was fun when they sucked it mm-hmm. sucks that they're good now like I don't know, because their wins become predictable as opposed to like a. Total oh no, surprise. you know they're gonna lose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The yeah. win's not a surprise anymore. It's not fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally get it. I totally get. It. I mean, you're talking to a girl who grew up with the Detroit Lions, man. Oh, I get it. I, yeah. <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh. But no, uh, here's my take on the Lions. Uh, Colby, my friend Colby Dan was on the show a while back, and we agree. Like, here's what the Detroit Lions should do. They should get like the 1945 Army playbook from like the old timey leather helmet days and just get a coach willing to run that because at least it would be interesting and something different that no one's seen in like 70, 80 years. Oh. <laughs> like what they're trying to do now isn't really football. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> well, I mean, when the, when the most when the most interesting thing is, you know, Sue grinding helmets into the turf, you've lost the game, man. I mean, not only have you lost the game, you've lost the game. But I'm <laughs> telling you, if like they just came out with like a 1945 approach to it, you watch like they would start the season like here's what would happen. They would start the season like four and zero, five and zero, for no one would be able to stop it at first because no one has game film. Their film wasn't around when like, people ran this last. Like, like there would be nothing to watch, and then everybody would like once they had four or five games to look at it, study it, 
they would stop, stop it immediately. But there would be that quick window where it would get the fans so excited with them winning that it would fucking like I don't know. There's something there to it. Like I I I'm not mad at that at all. Like I I think that's a fun way of doing it. Okay. A friend of mine said, "Hey, they beat Arizona this weekend." I said, "Was Arizona drunk?" Yeah. (laughs) And they did. I, I I couldn't believe that. By the way, like that was like. A really bizarre game. I believe I had Arizona in a parlay bet. Yeah, I did. I had him on my my, uh, pick-em card that I do here at the local casino. Okay. About to wrap it up, but before we do, I got it. I told you about this before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, So, just to catch the listeners up, I uh, went... Okay. (laughs) I can't tell you how excited I am about this. Okay. So, Saturday... (laughs) Here's what happened. Saturday, I had an item I had to return to Kohl's for, on an Amazon return to get the store credit. And I also had a Christmas gift to pick up at a Target that was across the street, allegedly. I did it for the wrong Target. So I basically, uh, went, like, I had to take a detour, like, way across to the other side of town. Like, I live on the north side. I had to go down to the south side to pick this item up. But as I did, I cut through all these weird, like, side routes. I was just kind of exploring because it's a part of town I never drive through. And I saw a couple bars that looked cool. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to remember these names or remember, uh, look them up later. Well, on the way back, I realized I was passing by one of my favorite pizza places. It's like a Chicago style pizza place or it's like a Chicago style. Like well, they got Italian beef sandwiches. And yes, they have the deep dish, but I don't like deep dish Chicago style as much as I like the, the thin crust tavern style. Mm-hmm. That's the Chicago style pizza I love. So yeah. they have the good, like, so anyway, I was sitting there and I was looking up these bars and I saw uh, there was a local, I, I was trying to, I was like, I just, I couldn't remember the name of them as I drove by. So I was like, ah, oh, there's local bars around here. I'll, I'll figure it out from there. Well, one came up that I didn't drive by, but it's called Putters. And since I am a golfer, I was very interested. I was like, oh, cause I was thinking like, do they have like a little putt putt course in the back? Oh, like that sounds so much fun. If there's like a three hole mini golf course at a bar, that's such an amazing idea. I mean, if no one's done that yet, I'm going to do it one day. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't know if that's what's going on there, but I did find their one star reviews. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> these. And okay, I'm definitely kind of stealing this bit. I'll admit right now for people that have discovered my show because of my appearances on power moves with mike burns i'm definitely stealing the one star review bar bit from mike burns like he's done that on the show power moves for years so and he's also from michigan he's a lions fan so everybody check out power moves with mike burns before i do this one star review thing because um i'm trying to think like i'm trying to think of which one i should do first i'm gonna do the one that's like the like the weirdest and worst one first and then i'm gonna i'm gonna ramp them up from there okay cool all right so uh this one is just from tamika b uh one star this racist bar bar deleted my review about the racist bartender (laughs) laughing my ass off they deserve zero stars i'll never go to any putters ever again Uh, oh two people found it useful one person found it funny Zero people <laughs> thought it was cool. Okay. Oh no. 
Oh. But I think we've set the vibe of what we're expecting from Puddits. By the way, this will be the first bar, now that I'm boosted, in two weeks, this will be the first place I go to in the new year to order a BLT out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Of course. Just, You're like Tamika said. No, no, here's why I'm ordering the BLT. Because we go oh, on no. to a... This is a triple indie of one-star reviews. I found three of them, okay? Uh, I don't know if you're ready for this one. This is no, from, I'm not, but I want to hear it anyway. This is from Granny O. This is <laughs> like the name. By the way, Tamika B, was over, Tamika B was over five years ago. Granny O's is from over five years ago. So who knows? Putters on, I mean, what was it? The Tropicana? I can't remember if it's on Tropicana or Flamingo. There's two of them, but whatever. They could have gone under a management change. So I don't want to be like, oh, the racist bar people are still there when this is over five years ago. Well, you'll know in January. You can do a follow-up. Yeah, I'll do a follow-up. Yeah, yeah. Is the, is the racist still working here? <laughs> <laughs> well, now what's Granny's problem? Oh, oh, okay. You want to get into Granny? <laughs> okay. This might be my favorite. I know the next one's my favorite one, but Granny's is really good. I can't is This is why I want to order a BLT. <laughs> Granny. BLT. Order the BLT. Simple sandwich, right? A lot of, lot of question marks on that. I, I had to really try and... Like, yeah. sell that, uh, right. Bacon was hard and cold. It was hard enough that I chipped a tooth. <laughs> yes. First of all, Granny still had her teeth, so good job, Granny. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know if Granny O is just like, I mean, it could be a nickname for someone. It could be like a 22-year-old kid named... Uh, named Granny? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just spitballing here. But we call him Granny. We call him Granny. You never know. That's like, very funny, actually. Now, now, next twenty-year-old kid I meet, I'm going to be like, I'm going to call you Grandma, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, Grandma. Hey, Grandma. What's up, bro? <laughs> grandma was here. Hey, Grandma. Those are sick <laughs> vibes. <laughs> hey, hey, Grandma. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I'm leaning into this. I, 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 I'm trying, trying to think the of, whole thing. I'm trying to think and of like hip things kids say, and I'm like, I'm just I saying shit I would say. So. Yeah. yeah, no. Uh, hey, hey, Granny, you want a BLT? Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> also, the bacon was hard and cold. I don't mind cold bacon on a BLT. No. In fact, I prefer cold bacon on the BLT because the lettuce and the tomato are also cold. I just want the toast of the bread to be a little warm at that point. I okay. would like the filling. I don't want the filling to be all up and down on the temperature scale. I'm starting to sound like Mitch Hedberg. I'm sorry about that, everybody. Um, <laughs> Listen, these are the important things. Yeah, this, this is fucking how, details. This is how your BLT is made. Hey. My BLT has hot bacon, but it's veggie bacon. It's that morning star <laughs> stuff. It's this kind and of attention to detail that let the Zodiac killer get away with it for years. You know, that is, uh, that is correct. So, okay, order a BLT, simple sandwich, right? Bacon was hard and cold. It was hard enough that I chipped a tooth. Okay, I, I mean, just chipping a tooth on a piece of bacon, you're a meth addict. That's, that's the only way that happens. Well, there you go. There's your lean-in line. Hey, Granny, you want a rock? Yeah, hey, Granny, you're a fucking meth addict. Stop <laughs> twisting the bubble, you fucking... Stop smoking the light bulb, you weird, sick old bitch. <laughs> okay. I apologize to any meth-smoking grandmas listening to the show. They're like, hey, I don't, I don't chip my teeth on BLTs. <laughs> he has learned that if he smiles when he says it, it's a lot more funny. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. See? Yeah. You guys can't even hear me. My- you can hear the smile, though. I really feel I you can. can. I can see it. 
So, well, you can't, but the listeners, they can, they can hear yeah, no, the smile. They're missing out, man. They're missing out. I'm going to send you a photo of us on the Zoom today <laughs> so you can okay. post. Hey, couldn't even finish half of it. The toast oh, was so the toast was burnt on the edges. Sodas were warm. Like, I love this. Toast burnt on the edges. Like, toast often gets a little burnt on the edges. You can yeah. flake it off real quick. It's really no big deal. It but, doesn't even make any sense. But, like, sodas were warm. What's going on there? Did they not get fountain sodas fucking ice in it? Or did they hand them like a fucking like warm can out of mom's last trip to Costco? Where it's like, here you go. You get a BLT in a juice box and a pat on the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you get a pat on the ass from your pedophile soccer coach. <laughs> okay. Bartender was non-existent when I told her about my tooth. Never came to check on us again. Never offered a soda refill. I'm guessing bartender saw a meth addict with a tooth breaking in half going, yeah, I'm not getting fucking involved in this shit. And nor is it her responsibility. Your teeth. Hey, normally I'm like usually fuck the man in every situation and stick it to the man. And I'm, I'm for Medicare for all. But until we get free dental for everybody in this country, dude, you got to wear your fucking BLT broken tooth yourself, big guy. Like, I, I broke a tooth on a chicken wing a couple years ago and haven't gotten a fix yet. You do too, motherfucker. <laughs> and this is the end. And this is what? Here's the best part of this review. Oh, my God. Hubs plays pool there. But we will eat somewhere else from now on. So it's like they're still going to go back and play pool. <laughs> they just won't eat BLTs anymore. <laughs> an incredible one star review right there. Like. <laughs> but I won't like it. And that's my review. Okay, here's one I haven't even read yet. I'm just going to blind. whistle like the badger and wear the little thing. I I, I definitely saved the best for laughs, but I just saw another one-star review here. And oh, okay, first off on that second one too, but that was uh, Granny O's. uh, Zero people found that useful. Zero (laughs) people found that funny. Zero (laughs) people found that cool. I'm I'm definitely voting that as funny. That's That's insanely hilarious. But even that I gave that a funny vote. Uh, oh, the first one from Tamika. I'm going to give that a cool vote since that's the one they don't have on that one. So Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I, cool okay. Now, that's... there's one here from Amanda W. I'm just going to blind read this one because uh, the next one's so good. We uh-huh. need kind of a come down from that one to the next one. Yeah, Granny was pretty pretty amusing. But no, 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 no. Wait, wait till we get to what I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my feet up for the last one. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, this is Amanda W. They always say to order the beer rather than well drinks for a reason. We both, we both, we both two different drinks. Like she, okay, the grasp Fine. of the English language here isn't that good. Yeah, and they and they ended up tasting exactly the same and highly watered down. The bartender was really cool and nice, but the drinks were absolutely terrible. Did not try the food here as we only stopped here before a movie. One star. You know what? You're a fucking asshole. Amanda W. <laughs> You're gonna give him a one star review because you didn't like your drink exactly how you like it. 
He didn't even try the food, but the person was fucking nice. That's good enough. We're living in, this is over three years ago, so this is pre-COVID, but still, if you did this post-COVID, I would go over to your house and fucking be with a rubber hose. That's it. I mean, if the person is nice, that's a three-star minimum. That's a me. Yeah, if the service is good, yeah. The drinks weren't great, but the but the service was nice. That's three that's stars. Four-star, I think. I would. I'm yeah. I'm a nice guy though, who has worked yeah, in the yeah. service industry. Yeah, so, me too. Me too. So, like, I wouldn't. Okay. It's like if they found it in them to be nice, give them some stars. Okay, okay, Missy. Uh, here we go with Vanna C. And Vanna C's review. Honestly, this is the holy grail. This is the one that, like, at the pizza place where I discovered this, was like crying, laughing, belly, like, like drawing attention to myself from the old couples that were there having their weekly pizza night together. Um, okay, so here we go. Vanity, all caps to start it off. Just for the, <laughs> just to start it off. Just, just. So she's crazy. <laughs> you know, so horrible. <laughs> Van, Van C, not impressed. Van C does not have the grace of Vanna White. Okay, I'm just going to no. say that right now. No. About 30 of us went to Putters last weekend, last Thursday for happy hour. First off, you're clearly like 21. Fuck you. Because only a 21-year-old can get 30 friends to go out on a Thursday night. That's like, right. There's, there's no other group of adults that <laughs> get together in groups of 30 if not, you work at like a fucking, uh, you, you work, I don't even know in Vegas where you would work where you'd have that many people going out together out there. Cause most places are like, you have so many servers or so many, and like everybody's rotating 24 hours a day. So it's like, and no one's ever giving off at the same time together in groups of 30. Right. Like, that's the only you can 30 people whose parents are paying their bills and don't have to yes. be up on Friday, Abs- uh, Friday morning to go back to work. And I'll tell you right now, Misty, fantasy given off mean. I have a birthday month vibes. Oh, yep. I'm here for it. Yep. yep, okay. yep. <laughs> okay. And, all right. So about 30 of us went to Butters last week. All right. I'm going to try not to laugh hysterically. Also, you will honor my coupon even though it's expired. Oh, man. yeah, yeah. Fantasy, <laughs> more like if you turn it backwards, that just spells Karen. I, don't don't, don't try it. It just well, does. I love it, fantasy because the fantasy is that she's a nice person. Yeah, bullshit. I, yeah, I should, I should. By the way, this is eight months ago. That's why this one really fucking stirred my interest because it's like, oh, I'm hoping like this is all like I need to go here and do a follow up on this. Yeah. Like, like, okay. So yeah. the bartender, Derek, oh. recognized me as I am the ex-girlfriend of someone he knows. He called me by the wrong name and apologized. No biggie. Uh, I'm guessing Vanna is petty and it was a biggie. But she's saying... Obviously, if she remembered it a couple days later and wrote it down. First of all, <laughs> the guy recognized her face. And she is the ex-girlfriend of his buddy. It says, no, and it just says, recognize me as I am the ex-girlfriend of someone he knows. Did not say a friend. That's an acquaintance, if I've ever seen one. That is some high-level recognition skills. And then he attempted to call her by name and messed up the name, but knew her face. Hey, I know you. Yeah, Derek seems, hey, hey, by the way, going forward here, you're on Team Derek, too? All right, all right, yeah, yeah. 
As long as Derek's not the racist. Otherwise, Derek's not. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. Oh, I don't think he is. I don't think so. Derek's the racist. Yeah, I don't either. No. Okay. Call me by the wrong name and then apologize. No biggie. Then, another all caps. He latter, he mean oh, he means she means later, but he later points me out and tells two customers, my friends, that drama follows me wherever a lot of ease there, I go. What? All caps. First off, anybody who's used all caps three times in like the first three sentences is drama. That's why you're using all caps. Also, her review is of herself. This has nothing to do with the service in the bar, the ambiance, the drinks. The food. It is all. Nope. Somebody who is a mean and mean person, and I hate this place and everybody in it. <laughs> he didn't worship my clit the second I walked in. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. What? That's what she said. Oh, yeah, she goes. The drama falls me everywhere. I go. What? He doesn't even know me. I don't think anyone really knows Vanna. If we really want to get down to brass tacks here, I don't even think Vanna knows Vanna. Vanna doesn't even know Vanna because she's so up Vanna's own asshole that she can never afford the opportunity to become a real person. It sounds for like the longest seconds. relationship Vanna has ever really been invested with was with her caps lock <laughs> key. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This this is gonna take a really surprise twist down the stretch here, and I hope okay. you're here for it. I am 100 percent here for it. He doesn't even know me. When I confront him, he tells me that a couple years ago I was in his bar showing people gay porn on my phone. What the fuck? <laughs> like it's literally just WTF, all exclamation points, all caps. Like so. Analyze this moment of literary literary brilliance from fantasy. He doesn't even know me. When I confront him, he tells me that a couple years ago I was in his bar showing people gay porn on my phone. WTF Is it the end of the review? No, 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 no. There it goes on. There it goes on. I'm just I, this is like we just got the gay porn reveal. You it's, know, it's a lot to unpack. It's man. a lot. <laughs> it is. Picture me sitting there waiting for my pizza to get fucking ready because I called it in. I'm sitting there. Oh, it's going to be a few more minutes, Mr. Bowser. Oh, shit. Oh, that's that bar around the block. Oh, the place where that van of sea goes around showing everybody gay porn on her phone for crying out loud. <laughs> or you're sitting there a complete stranger and he's like, we do have in-house entertainment, Vanna. <laughs> And she comes over and she's like, <laughs> which video would you like to see? Number one, number two, number three, number four. And, and like, <laughs> like, like, fucking Vanna, I'm sorry. You definitely were in there showing people gay porn because that's something so abstract. You don't just it's make so that something. It's so specific. You don't make that up about someone. Yeah. Like you, you might go, oh, she was in here and fucking flashing her nipples to people. Okay. <laughs> Someone might believe that because, like, people do that kind of shit all the time. But, like, but specifically, be like, oh, she was in here showing man on man hog fest. Like, 
It's like she was walking around with a purple feather sticking it in everybody's right nostril. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that, that definitely happened then. Like, <laughs> hey, and note to people that want to make up rumors about people going, if you're a fucking high school girl that happens to listen to the show for some weird reason, <laughs> you should get your head checked out first. But then second, if you really want to make up fucking hilarious fucking rumors about your friends, what you do is you make it so specific no one would ever question it. Yeah. She had his pants and it only ran down the left side. Yeah, there you go. go. And, his, and his grandma picked him up and it was in his shoes. So you haven't seen him. And it was on the left side. And, and uh, since the left side was the passenger side closest to the driver's side, when she gave him a pat on the knee, it made more shit fall down the, onto her floor. And the then she, and then out, she yeah. thought her dog did it and he blamed it on the dog. See, right. like, like, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, a friend of mine was over here last night, and she said that her dad just wants to sit with her on Facetime because she just lost her mom, which is sad. But the funny thing was because there's always something, there's always funny, something funny, yeah. You yeah. Know? And she said that her dad doesn't want to do anything but sit around all day on Facetime with her while he watches Doctor Pole. And I said, "What is that?" And she said, "He's a Dutch veterinarian that has a reality show." And I said, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, <laughs> what the what? fuck do the Dutch watch? Specifics, like I, it was so specific. It was just so uniquely specific to her dad. No, and also, if you're a writer listening to this, like what any kind of writer, the more specific you make anything, is the funnier. Uh, I always think of the the Jerry Seinfeld giving Colin Quinn joke advice line because Jerry Seinfeld's known as a clean comic. And Colin Quinn was doing this joke about how uh, I fucked my dog. And Seinfeld just walks up to him and he goes, that's not funny. Say I fucked my German shepherd. You'll get a laugh. And then all of a sudden the joke started working. And oh, I, wow. like, like that punchline starts working because it's like, you know, there's a, there's a visual. There's a specific. Like, yeah. So it's like it, it's always better to like make things as specific, like, especially in, like, if you're a TV writer. Make it really specific. Because it's fucking more like you kind of understand that character so much more, where it's like you have the detail also- like Grandma watches TV every morning, but if you go Grandma watches uh, like Tucker Carlson uh, reruns because she goes to sleep too early in the morning, I see that becomes like a funnier like. It's just more specific and you're removing all of these variables and guiding their mental image. So, you know, like in the German shepherd example, if someone is sitting there imagining a Chihuahua, if the dog that they go to their mental dog is a Chihuahua, this is abuse and it's going to die. Right. You know, when when Vanna C here says she's in the bar showing people gay porn on her phone, what gay porn are you specifically thinking of? Because I'm thinking of a specific type of gay porn. I'm thinking of like bear on twink. Like, see, I'm thinking. Okay, that's really funny you say that because I'm thinking like bear, bear that looks kind of like a UFC fight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's like, because there's like a fight on at the bar. She's walking around. Everybody, Look, it looks like these guys boning each other. <laughs> just two degrees away from what that is. Yeah, yeah. This is so close to this. Like, I totally. I'm, I'm like I'm, I could fucking do a police sketch drawing of Vanna, and I've never even seen her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much injection in her lips? Like how big? On a oh, scale? they they probably oh, look like God. a they probably look like a flounder on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, she's been blowing up a balloon and just drew a line on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
She looks like she got stung by a bee in all the wrong places. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, so there's still more to this. Okay. I can't believe there's more. I've never seen gay porn and would, once again, all caps, never show anyone porn. Period. <laughs> like, okay, 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 okay. You would never show someone else porn. We've all shown someone porn in our lives. For like, a reason, yeah. For co- there's always a reason. There's always like, uh, hey, like, uh, you really, this looks kind of like your daughter, dude. Like, there's always, there's always something, some or reason to monkey. You know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hey, hey, you won't believe the size of this thing. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's always some reason to share porn with someone that, like, that you know, kind of. Yeah. See, you were looking for degenerate gift ideas. <laughs> find a good video and send them a YouTube link and say, hey, I didn't have any money. Yeah. But I did find this guy who looks just like you. Look at how hot she is. <laughs> really? Yeah. I found this dude in a porn. He's got like an 18-inch hog. You kind of look, eh, from the right angle, he kind of looks like you. Took a screenshot. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually really, that's really funny. <laughs> Okay. And then she just follow, like concludes this with I that's more. No, no, yeah, here's her last line on it. Okay. He has me confused with someone else or is just crazy. No, uh, man, I think you're crazy because you're going around <laughs> his bar showing everybody gay porn on your phone. Yeah. And and stuck in your caps lock key and you can't spell. Also, so. like, why would you say like hey if someone confused like I don't think going around showing gay porn on your phone is an awful thing to do. Everyone's over 21 there, and if they don't want to look at it, they can look away. Okay, but, like, if someone... She apparently thinks that's awful. So, sure. uh, if someone accused me of doing something I think is awful, like, I don't know, like, you know, defrauding a state out of, like, Medicare bills or something <laughs> like that. Like, like yeah. I, I would be like, oh, no, like, you know, like, come on, no fucking way. Like, I, I, you know... Or, yeah, you wouldn't go post a Yelp review on Wisconsin. Yeah, I wouldn't go describe the thing I'm accused of somewhere on Yelp. <laughs> put your name on it. And be like, hey, Scott B says he would never go defraud the state of Arkansas. Like, <laughs> like that's just something I wouldn't fucking do. Like, because, like, now, like, I mean, I'm, and she's got no profile pic, which, of course, so I'm assuming, assuming this might be a, uh, a screening so vanna c her name's probably i don't know cunt mcgee i don't know she sounds like a real coos <laughs> i bet her name is vanessa and she spelled it wrong oh my <laughs> god <laughs> fuck you you're like a forensic you're like a dipshit forensic scientist like <laughs> well i can always fall back on that if this magic thing doesn't work out <laughs> I'll root out your dipshits. Bring them all to me. No, and I mean, this segment went longer than I thought, but that's why I saved this for the end because I was just like, this is too oh. much to unpack. And, uh, that, I mean, that's the show, basically. <laughs> they missed, like, all right, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Good luck. Hopefully, you don't run into Vanessa out there in the wild, fucking <laughs> showing you guys gay porn on her phone. And sending you texts in all capital letters. <laughs> With all caps bullshit. With a paragraph and a half. So wherever she goes. Oh, it's just, this is just this was so fun. This made me laugh so hard, and I'm glad it made you laugh. And I hope if you're listening, 
this made you laugh because this was one of those like i was like are you fucking kidding me it's so specific it's like grannies like you know i mean it's just like the more specific that you get the more guilty you look vanna yeah, yeah like what are you doing yeah hey they walk in there in a pair of jeans with a hole under the right side pocket on the back on the left side you know like on the right <laughs> side that my part of my butt cheek is falling out on with my dolphin tattoo showing what <laughs> what <laughs> That's the situation you've just put us all in. That's a you, of guilt you just made us go it. through a fucking roller coaster of visuals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe well, don't. Yeah, I mean. So just, anyway, uh, my first re- uh, new place review of the new year will be putters. That van- and hopefully. I, I'm going to call in advance because I'm not a fucking dipshit. I'm going to be like, hey, when does Derek work? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm 100% going on Derek's shift and ordering a BLT. <laughs> you better brush your teeth before you go. Well, I mean, I, I got a new bridge up here up front. So it's like, well, BLTs aren't sticky. You should be fine. I should be fucking fine. And like, also, I could just all touch the bacon. I mean, be like, oh, if this looks like a fucking like mortar shell, I won't bite into it. <laughs> if it's a rock, yeah. don't eat it. Yeah, it looks like something that you would carve a president's face into. I'm not going <laughs> to take a bite out of it. I mean, I really feel like you vet the bacon before you commit to the bacon, right? So it's like, you know, if this isn't food, maybe I should not try to digest yeah. it. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You know, you know what and bacon should look like when it comes on your fucking sandwich. It should be hanging precisely. out the side, a little bit of fat coming out of the corner. You're like, oh, that looks good. I'm going to tear that fat off first, and then I'm going to eat that, and then I'm going to eat the rest. And then you take a bite of it. If your tooth is normally in your mouth, like if it is seated well in your mouth, chances are when you break off that little piece, you won't break yeah. your tooth off. Granny However, should maybe learn how to bake pies more often to uh, fill her spare time while she's fucking high on meth, which she clearly is. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, and the other thing is, maybe you should call and find out when her hubs plays pool, because if you could put them all oh, together, man, you know, I, cre- this, Granny, with Derek, we're, I, okay. Uh, Misty, I think what we're talking about here, they already made this movie with, uh, Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney. It's called the perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> and, we were talking about conspiracy. John C. Riley dies. All right, it's the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, it's really, really tragic. It's a, it's a horrible story. It's based on a true story. <laughs> well, so is all this. So shit. is all this. Yeah. So anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed this. Misty, where can people find you on social media? Oh, they can find me on the Instagram at uh, I don't know. I think it's Magical Misty Lee. Twitter Misty underscore Lee because why would they be the same? MistyLee.com and I think that's it. If they want to play any games, I mean, I was Princess Leia in Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. I was the ninth sister in Jedi Fallen Order and I've got a ton of stuff. I, we just had a couple things drop. Gretzko Season 4 is a is a, an anime that just came out. So there's lots of places we can all get together. They can also find me at Putters. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, next time you're in Vegas, we're going to putters together. Oh, we have to. And I mean, and you know where I really want to go in Vegas is that dig this, where you can rent construction equipment and like dig around in sand piles. Oh, There's a place right by my work where you can uh, rent like tanks and like military stuff. And like, uh, like okay, we're going there the next day. <laughs> we're, going, we're going to putters in the morning to dig this in the afternoon, and then we're going to that mini golf glow in the dark kiss themed bar. That, that my, my my boss just went there. He said it's great. 
uh-huh. and then and then we're going to the tank place that afternoon. So we're we're like set. I got to come out there for a Saturday and or a Saturday and Sunday when you're not working because yeah Christ yeah knows. yeah no this is a full weekend and like I mean putters who knows it's like we could be going to putters like four times that weekend just to find well, Derek right. Shift. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know we may end up working there. Yeah, I'm gonna get a job at Butters just to know the Vanna backstory more. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta find out. We gotta find out. But it's like, what, it's like I, I, you know, I mean, it's gonna be so hard for when I go in there for the first time, where I'm just gonna be like, "All right, I'm not gonna mention the Yelp review." Hey, so I heard about this place on Yelp. <laughs> Where's that chick that shows everybody gay porn? <laughs> Can I like push a button and she should come out with the tablet? Yeah, yeah. Hey, come on, come on, come on. I will tip thirty five percent for this. You yeah. guys, come on. Yeah. But uh, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy. Uh, oh, I'll be back next week for New Year's. I think. I don't know. I might take it off. But if not, hey, thank you guys so much. Um, if you really want to help, because we're getting close to 100, and I'm trying to get to 100 reviews on the iTunes feed. So if you can go over there, give us a five-star rating, leave a little review. The most recent one was so nice, and I, I'm going to read it real quick. i got to find it because I still have um, all those Yelp <laughs> reviews up. That I was just... see, and it's one star, and he says, she says that you showed everybody gay <laughs> she, she, Yeah, yeah. Oh, the bartender says I show people gay porn here. This place sucks. One star. Cause I, and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes two-star reviews are better at places because it'll be like, oh, I fucking was sodomized in the alley. My drink sucked. Two stars. And you're like, wait, what? That should be a You should take off another star for the sodomy alone. Like, <laughs> well, maybe they ordered that. Like, you haven't seen the menu yet. No, so but my know. most recent, uh, JP101. Oh, one ninety nine sounds like a fucking spam bot, but he's not because he clearly listens to the show. If you like Vegas sports gambling, weed and comedy, this is for you. Great host and great guests. Worth a listen just for the my bookie promo alone. Dgens unite, and I agree. So if you want to follow us on social media at Luxops Pod on Twitter and Instagram, thank you so much, everybody. God bless you and keep gambling. <laughs>